What's up, Ashley? What's up, Michael? Long time no see, long time no talk. I know, it's been... <laughs> this is how we start all our episodes, What's really long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. But you know Wait, what? How does the song go? I feel like that should be our new theme song. It's been six months, eight days, 12 hours since... <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, man. If our editors can make that happen royalty-free. Mm. Mm. But you know what? I feel like you've been on it with like... Uh, the interviews, especially in the making of a dental startup Facebook group. And, you know, can I just shout out Colin? Because the only reason why that is even happening, it's because she is in charge of my calendar. So <laughs> I don't even know, honestly. So I have only been seeing my my schedule sometimes a week in advance, sometimes a couple days in advance. But all of the behind the scenes scheduling, all of the Facebook lives we've been hosting with with our speakers that is all Colin running the show so shout to Colin thank you for making stuff happen how does that make you feel that you're like oh I don't even know my schedule until this week well honestly I, I feel relieved I'm not a good scheduler I'm not an organized person I like to I don't know I, I have big picture thinking but when it comes to the minutiae I am not good at that so I really would love to get to a place where Colin can even check my emails and tell me what's going there, rolling her eyes. She's like, oh, God. She's actually in the other room. She's setting up. So we've, oh, man, it's been crazy. We've been working in the office nonstop. We just got back from Vegas for the Business Immersion Summit with Del Will. And Colin and I are organizing this Napa retreat. And Judy, we've been pulling aside every now and then. Judy's been running our our office, basically, in our absence. I mean, throwing this retreat when it's just a very lean and mean team, it's a lot. So Colin's in the other room. We have most of our swag delivered. So uh, she is unboxing things as we speak. Are you guys, like, excited for the swag? You're like, oh, my God, this is how it looks, or... Yeah, it's it's really cool. We have some pretty cool swag. I can't wait to show you guys. Do, how many spots are left for the Napa Retreat? That's a good question. We have eight spots remaining. Eight. Gotcha. Eight spots remaining. So in the show notes below is a option to book and use the Making of Pod discount code to um, reserve, right? Wait, what's the one? Don't you have your own? This is going on the making of a dental startup podcast. Oh, okay. And yeah. you have you been talking about it on your yours? When we put your episode mm-hmm. up. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. When we put your Okay. If anybody wants to use the code TDM and then they'll get like a major, <laughs> major discount. But it's up to <laughs> They're like, you've been giving me the making of the use, use the code TDM if you guys want. Check it out to see the type of uh uh, how much off you will get. Obviously, once you check that out, you're going to be like, okay, I want to enroll in. So enroll, right? Use the, <laughs> yeah. pick a code. I don't know. We're but, just trying to fill those last eight spots, guys. It's going to be awesome. Michael and I and so many of the awesome docs who have been very present in the group, they're all going to be there. And I feel like it's just going to be a reunion. Like I haven't seen you in person since... The last VOD in 2009. Was it VOD or your, your like, Smile and Co. anniversary thing? I feel like VOD yeah. of 2019. Did you go to VOD 2020? 
I think we did. Okay. I think. So maybe it was two years ago. Two are you going to go ago. this? Are you, gonna, are you planning to go this weekend? Yeah. No, I have. I need to scale back on <laughs> the things that I actually plan for myself. The calendar gets so full. And with our three boys now all in sports, geez, it's crazy. We have two baseball games today. So Brian and I, we have to divide and conquer. Yeah. So let me get something real quick. You're doing a retreat, right? Yes. Which guys yes. go in the show notes below, use the code TDM to uh, <laughs> enroll, right? You better put this one on yours then too. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Use it to enroll guys. And at the same time, second, you're doing a retreat that's coming up like in a couple, let's just say in a month, right? Second like a month. Yeah. November 16th to 20th are the dates. The week before Thanksgiving. Okay. You're running your practice, the one you have right now. Yes. You're opening up a second location. Yes. You have three kids. Three kids. Brian, your husband, is partner. Yes. At he another full time. <laughs> full time. Yes. Where do you feel? Wait, you also forgot the other podcast. Oh my gosh! You have the other <laughs> podcast, right? As well. Yeah. Yes. And, and the making of group. The making of a dental startup group, right? Right. So that's like eight things right there. Where do you feel, what's giving out right now? Besides me. <laughs> well, if you give out, then everything gives out, everything, right? Like, so yeah. what's giving out where you, out of all those eight things? The things that we are putting on the back burner right now are the Little Black Dress podcast, unfortunately. And that's such a passion project for me and for Colin, just getting women's stories out there. So unfortunately, that one has taken a step back. Everything right now has taken a step back to our Napa retreat. So even my practice, even Smiling Co. Full Song, I've tried to cut down clinically. So I was working four days and then it became like three and a half days. But then if a patient is needing to come in sooner, then I'll make myself available. In terms of the second location, I should say, unfortunately, but also fortunately, that has been so delayed. So it ended up being a blessing in disguise because I can't imagine having all of the contractor meetings and like all of that stuff happening at the same exact time as this. So we're going to survive these next few weeks. We're going to pull off the Napa retreat. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to ride that high for a little bit. And then we are going to focus again on Little Black Dress and then growing our first location and the second one. That's my plan. I know exactly how this is going to go. You're, yeah. This is your plan. As soon as the <laughs> retreat happens, you're going to be like, yeah. heck yeah, we got to do another one. Start planning it bigger, better. Oh, We're going to plan it bigger, better. And then somehow you're going to start another location. So that's going to be your third location. And then no, another not, podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> okay. No, we, we're, we'll be done at two. And funny that you mentioned that because we are wanting to do this every year, a retreat for the dogs. So I was telling Cullen, I was like, well, as soon as we get, get through with Napa, we'll be able to relax a little bit. She's like, you know, planning for the next location is already going to need to take place. Mm -hmm. So scouting venues, thinking about where 
the next place is going to be. I'm thinking Mexico. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, saying. like, just do a Hyatt in Folsom or something like that. But I think you want to. Well, that's not right. cool. Nobody's going to want to come to. Where in Mexico? Where in Mexico? Maybe Cabo. Oh, that would be amazing. Imagine be so amazing. scheduling something like snorkeling and then like. Let's go to Cabo, guys. It's cheaper. So, and I want, I want every year to be like a really cool spot, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're always going to keep the retreat part more boutique, like 50 people. So. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. I think that'd be cool. Okay. So then why is it being delayed your practice? Second one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how many hours do you have? <laughs> one. I don't know if you remember the time frame. I barely remember the time frame because it feels like it started forever ago. We closed on the building in January. And then Brian and I, we flew out to Denver to do a, a design meeting with our architect in March, mm-hmm. like the first week of March. So that was March of this year. And the entire time I was still thinking stupidly that we were going to have our second location open by September, October, like of this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can I just tell you that everything has just been so slow. Did I talk about the IT closet? No, maybe. Are you no. sure? So there's an IT closet. So they, the initial building that I purchased was one very large 15,000 square foot building. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up selling a parcel of it. So instead of 15,000, we bought 3,700. So with the city of Roseville, they had to create two separate condos. And in the middle of the space that I purchased was all of the electrical, all of the IT for the other tenant, which is a big event planning company. Are you following me? I know it's like (laughs) your eyes are glazing. No, sorry. Something, somebody was just, but yeah. (laughs) 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 Have you seen that meme where it's like, Um, two plus two is four in a space. (laughs) I can can see the mental gymnastics that is happening right now. (laughs) They, the seller dragged his heels and things took a lot longer to separate the space. And then from the city of Roseville permitting The permitting process has been insane. They have questioned every line item in the contractor's drawings. So it is now October 6th, to be exact. And when is it looking? Oh my gosh, we don't even have final approval to start construction yet, Michael. We had demolition. They approved the demo permit. Mm -hmm. But my office has been like a... um, it's like a big hole right now. So it's completely dug up. All the walls are gone. The ceiling is falling. <laughs> and literally, it's falling and permitting is not so good. The cherry on top. So I hired an architect. I will tell you who it is. But I hired an architect to help me plan the floor plan and the design. I gave them a budget during our discovery call. And my budget... I already thought was a pretty healthy budget. So he said, well, in this day of COVID, everything's a little bit more. So don't be surprised. Mm -hmm. But 
in my head, I was thinking, okay, well, a little bit more is a little bit. Yeah, no, it went so far out of budget that my contractor, Dave, got on the phone with me and he said, Ashley, have you talked about a budget with your architect? And I said, yeah, that was the initial phone call that we spoke about. It was like an hour long discovery call. And he said, you're looking at two and a half times your budget. So all of the things that Brian and I flew out to Denver, got excited about, I mean, I saw the renderings, we chose the, the textures on the walls, the flooring, all of this. So it got me super hyped, right? <laughs> and now that it's two and a half times my budget, they had to spend at least a month. It's called value engineering. Basically taking that amazing plan and cutting it and cutting it and cutting it. And my architect just sent me the revision trolleys of the space. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It literally, it, I went from the Four Seasons to, I would say it's like, it's going to be like a Hilton, which is fine. But when you already were told that you could have the Four Seasons, it's a very different experience. Now, if I had thought that I was going to be staying at the Hilton, yeah, I'd be so happy. But when reality doesn't meet expectations, it's a very second punch to the gut. So all of the things that I, like the feature walls and even the flooring, all of that, they basically like line item by line item. They said, okay, well, we had to remove this. And instead of this on the wall, it's now going to be white drywall. What was the thing where you're like, oh no. That was the one thing you're like, I really wanted that, yeah. but yeah. what was it? I really love slat walls. You know what slat walls are? Like if you Google it on Pinterest, it's like a super... Google it on Pinterest. <laughs> if we Google it on Pinterest, everyone, <laughs> let's do that. Go to Pinterest, go to Google. Slap wall? Type slat, S-L-E-T, slat wall. It's just really clean, minimalist design. Oh, and then it has like the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so that's fun. <laughs> so, what? How expensive was that? Dude, I don't know. So Colin and I, we were sitting and we we're like, how expensive can slat walls really be? So I think my contractor was thinking that they were going to like hand cut every little wood. But you can go on Etsy and apparently you can buy slat wall and then just glue it. I'm like, man, Colin and I are going to do that on a weekend project. <laughs> Wait, so let me, let me ask you something. So the slat wall is one of them, right? Real quick, let's go yeah. back to that. Slat wall yeah. was one of them. What else? Okay, so I had initially, I had 13 foot ceilings. <laughs> so super tall ceilings. This isn't a budgeting thing. It's actually a zoning thing. They said that it's no longer up to code because of something with the city changed with the HVAC system. I lost two feet of ceiling height. So they had to take 13 foot header uh-huh. and they brought it down to 11 feet, which is still tall, but it's still like, it's like one thing after another that they're just knocking off the list. So this is technically, technically, if we have to blame somebody, right? This is all the architect's fault. Well, okay. So if you ask Brian, I'm just going to speak for him. Sorry, honey. 
the realist? He, he was basically saying, if I were you, I would be a lot more frustrated at the architect. Mm-hmm. And you're being like super nice. Like you gave them a budget. They completely ignored your budget. They showed you something that was not doable in your budget. And then they had to rework the entire plan, which ate up another month. And you, I'm paying for the property already. Did I tell you this? Like I've already started paying back the loan. Right now? My carrying cost per month is 10000 So right this month you paid 10000 I, I've started paying it since January. Oh my God. Property, 10000 That's like an extra 10000 on top of everything else that you have to do, right? Yeah. That's not even, okay. I am nowhere near even being open. Real quick, if your architect went as close as possible to your budget, yeah. would you guys be almost open? If everything went to plan, we would still probably be in the permitting process, the city, or maybe a little bit further along. So I would say we're about a month and a half delayed because they had to rework the plan. Right now you're a month and a half delayed. I feel like we're like seven months delayed. So if you can give me from one zero to a hundred percent on like, yeah, it's the architects should have thought, where is he? Where does he fall? I can't even quantify it though, because I don't want to point the blame. You're not, but it's just like dentistry, right? Like if you're like, hey, I want to do this, what's the budget? And then if you're like, hey, we did it. Oopsies, we two X times the budget more. The patient's going to be like, what the heck? I thought you gave me like a... Yeah. Maybe I would say they are 30%. I have no idea. I'm just drawing. Okay. Why don't you actually tell what Brian told you to say? Like, or not told you to say, but like be more, you know what I mean? Like, why, why, why don't you? Because we're still working with them. I still am am of the mindset that you will catch more honey with... Catch more bees with honey. What is it? Catch more. Oh, I've, I've heard of that. Catch more like bees or catch attract more, more attract with honey more. than with saltiness <laughs> or something like that. Let me see. <laughs> Let me Google that. Let me Google it on Pinterest real quick. You should put that if, on a shirt. If we were completely done with the firm, then I think it would be a different story. But I'm still having them help with design stuff. And, and until we can get their part done. Like, I just don't want to ruffle any feathers. You can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. That's good. Okay. That's good. That's your style. That's who you are. You know what I mean? So it's just frustrating right now. Rewind a little bit. You're paying already. And then at the same time, you said you're cutting down clinically. How does that feel cutting down clinically in small code number one? Physically, it feels great. Mentally, it feels awful because I'm still... I'm still the one who does like the higher production procedures and I have a very large team. So there are 12 of us. So when I cut back, I just feel more of the pressure to support the overhead on my shoulders, which is an awful feeling. Like working for them kind of thing. Instead of like, we're all working to get to the next level and things like that. Mm -hmm. Or... I feel bad because like my team works so hard, like my assistants, my office, our hygienist, everyone, everyone works so hard. It's just, if I'm the only one who does like the cosmetic stuff, or if I'm the only one who really talks about, you know, full mouth rehab cases or, or this is why 
you should do Invisalign. If I'm the driver of that and I'm cutting back to get our retreat going and to take meetings for the next location, mm-hmm. like I feel very responsible. Oh, and did I mention also that we have since gone out of network with Delta? Oh, when did you drop Delta? Time. When did you drop them? It, when and why? So when is we, we officially became out of network with Delta September 7th which was our five-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And then why? Because Delta's reimbursement fees are horrendous. We were just tired of having to see so many patients to make up for those numbers. And it's not like we choose lower quality materials or labs. So it was just, it's just time. But also that it's scary right? Like I'm cutting back clinically. Now we are not in network with Delta and Delta makes it so hard. They want the patient to pay all up front and then they reimburse the patient just to be dicks. Like, honestly, that's it. That's what it is. It's like, let's make this process of getting out of network with us as difficult as possible because they know the patient's aren't going to fork out or aren't going to necessarily want to fork out $400 for their cleaning exam x-rays. Even if they do know that they could be reimbursed in seven to 10 business days, it's just one more hurdle. Yeah. How many patients did you lose and how did you tell them? So we're actually tracking all of that. Judy's tracking and, and Julie are tracking. I don't have those figures in front of me, but our reappointment rate has still been good. Mm. Thank goodness. Like mm. we're still in the 90s for the reappointment rate. I mean, it still makes me a bit paranoid because it's easy for patients to create the appointment six months from now. Whether or not that patient's going to show is going to be a different story. And in our area, there, there are so many dentists. Did anybody get upset or anything like that? Like, how did you tell them? Through email or? We told them via email. And we've been having conversations with them mm. in person at every appointment. So if a patient comes in, whatever their last checkup exam was or cleaning or treatment, we were already letting them know like, hey, I just want to let you know that come September, we are going to be considered an unrestricted provider with your insurance. And what that means is we now have the flexibility, the freedom to treatment plan based on your best needs. And we won't be letting insurance companies dictate what kind of treatment that is. So what that means for you is that we are absolutely still accepting your insurance. You can still come here. We want to reiterate that. And we will still file all the claims on your behalf. So we're doing all of the legwork for you. The only difference is that you will pay us the full fee, and in seven to 10 business days, you will be reimbursed by the insurance company directly. But that is the only change. Hmm. And they're all like, okay. They all, look, I wouldn't say all. Like, I mean, we, we've obviously lost people who don't value what we do, which is something that our goal was. We wanted to maintain a higher quality practice. and. 
I think I've talked about this so many times, but like in the beginning of, of opening, I was just trying to get butts in the chairs. Like let's cast this really wide net and see who comes mm-hmm. because you're, you're so scared of your overhead. You're so scared of like, how am I going to pay for my student loans, my practice loans? And, and now that we're in our fifth year, it's, it's so stressful to do all of the things that we do. We still take our time with every patient. We still cater to really high anxiety patients. We are so slow to make sure that we are, are asking patients like, are you okay? Can I get you anything? Are you comfortable? Like that, it's like four seasons experience on a best Western budget just did not serve our model anymore. So now what's like the, the pinch that's bugging you? Like, okay, you dropped Delta. What's the goal for a small and co number one? Ultimate goal. You see it, you're like, oh, we're here. We may, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would love to get Smiling Co. One to a place where we're only fee for service. I mean, I feel like that's almost everyone's goal. So what I envision is we have my team of 12. If we could create two fee for service practices on really lean, mean, efficient teams without having to hire additional people to help support the crazy workflow that insurance practices drive, mm-hmm. doing just comprehensive dentistry, working three days a week, four days a week. That's all I want. Some days, I swear, Brian, and we'll have like conversations right before bed. And then I'll tell him like, can we just not talk about this? Like right now, because I already have trouble with sleep. I have a lot of sleep issues. Like my anxiety is through the roof. And, and when we have those kinds of discussions right before bedtime, my brain just doesn't shut off. And, and I swear, like depending on, on what happens that day or like what patient I'm seeing or, or like our schedule is slowing down and it's frightening. This past week, especially, I don't know what it is, if it's a remnant of September, but man, we had no patience for my associate until the afternoon. And then the day before, the same thing. There was like two patients scheduled. And when I see that and then think, oh, shit, like we just got out of Delta. We're opening a second location. I have all these people on my team relying on me to still employ them. Like sometimes I just think like, man, this would be so much easier if I just went back to the days where I had like three employees and yeah. then I worked three days a week and that was it. That was like a, a decision you had to make, remember? You're like, should I just be like, and you picked the, the this decision. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so let me ask you, what are you? What what produces that where you're like super anxious, where you're like, oh my God, is it is it that right there what you were talking about? Or is it more your team? Is it more that you're not producing enough? Is it more your second location? Uh, yourself? Like, what, what do you feel like it is? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Um, all in the above. All in the above. And I totally get that this was all self-imposed overwhelm. Like, this is me wanting 
to be all the things, to do all the things at the exact same time. And I've always been like this, like very like, oh, what can we create next? What's our next move? I have like shiny object syndrome, always. And whatever's in front of me, I'm always looking at the next, next thing, the next best thing. So I would say all of it. And when the vision I have in my head of how successful it's going to be or, or like how profitable it's going to be, it's just crazy. Like, so we, we had a very good month this past month, August, <laughs> not September, but the month before we had probably our biggest month of the entire year. But that number has zero bearing on what our profitability was for the year. You know, like I feel like everybody talks about production, production, all these new patients, like what we're collecting. Nobody actually talks about, okay, what what does our profitability look like with all these extra team members, with these two more docs, even though that big number seems like so sexy. At the end of the day, we were more profitable when I was the main driver of the office with a small team. Yeah. I remember something, and she's a good friend of both of ours, Sandy Pardue, right? Mm-hmm. I remember something she said one time, not that long ago, she said like every team member should add to your profit. Thousand, yeah. Yeah, like it should, it should add every team member, right? I mean, I don't know about every associate, like I think maybe 200,000, but every team member should add to it. Do you feel like that? Like every team member I hire, we're new tax bracket, we're getting higher, you know, or no? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it should be like that. But do you like it? If you think about it, really, really think about it, like, do you feel it or no? No. So I'm sure when I asked you that, you thought of specific people on your team. So how would your practice look if you started letting people go? How would you feel? At the time of letting them go, I mean, obviously awful. But I think at the end of the day, like I would be able to breathe easier. How would you feel if you kept them on even though right now you as soon as I said you're like I know some people how would you feel if you kept them on stressed have you tried working with them yes do you believe everybody can be taught how to connect with people here's the thing I think everybody can be taught but I feel like sometimes we prefer a certain style Mm. and we can't teach that style really it just you know what I'm talking about I don't know you can't really duplicate your you you know the trouble with scaling, this trouble with growing, you have to duplicate the model. You have to, not that I necessarily want a bunch of me's in the office, but it is a very different feeling. It's even weird being in my office and not recognizing the patients coming through anymore. <laughs> so not that anybody is doing anything wrong per se. It's just a very different vibe I don't know how to explain that you don't like the vibe no I mean it's just it's just a different vibe okay so I'm I'm very all over the the place I totally get that like I want I want my own like solo practice again like that small team solo practice but I also want a thriving growth trajectory for the other practice does that make sense like can I have that yeah yeah I don't see I don't see why. Here's the thing. Well, let me ask you, do you want that growth fast practice? Because right now it's not open. But if it was being successful and everything, would you still be like, let's push it, let's grow it? Or it's more like, 
let's fix our systems here yeah. and fine tune it. Yeah. No, definitely fixing and fine tuning. Maybe that's it. Maybe you feel like that right now because of a, I don't know, like you, you kind of said what you have to do right now. You know what I mean? Like in your, in your mind, if you've done it and you're deleting these people and they just don't want to be led, you can't, you know what I mean? You can't force everybody. They're going to, they're going to hate you for it. They're going to be like, that's not my style. I don't want to do that or whatever. Right. Yes. Have you different styles. I like that. There's this book, fantastic book, and it's all about subtracting. Oh. Right. And so it's like in order to do more, you got to subtract. James Clear even talks about that. He's like, a lot of the times we try to throw more at a problem when really yeah. we have to subtract more so we can hyper focus on what we want to do. So true. Have you started? Have you maybe kind of thought about doing that? About subtracting? Yeah. Uh, so my leadership team, so Colin and Judy and I were talking a lot about just the current state of our practice and and where they believe we need to go next. And this was all when we were in Vegas during our business summit. And yeah, it's, this is the part that I hate, right? Like I, I love to grow and, and have fun and brand and like know all the people and laugh with all the, the patients, but making the hard decisions and, and subtracting, that's what keeps me up at night. Well, subtracting equals to growth, though. You know what I'm talking about? In your situation, do you feel like if you were to let some team members go, it would be harder right now because of like the retreat and everything like that? I think it's going to be harder no matter what. Yeah, I think you'd have to like, well, I don't know. I don't know which team or I don't know what you're thinking about. But I mean, that would be another thing to put on your anxiety. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you would have to like pull the trick. I mean, there's people who do it for you, too. I hear, you know what I mean? Like coaches or consultants that can do it. But that would be like you're bringing on another team member to do that, you know? Yeah. So... You kind of have to decide from this point on, Ash. It's up to you. I know. And you actually got me to say a lot more than I thought I was going to mention. (laughs) (laughs) There's an art to this, man. No. But, okay, real quick. Can you mention how much is overhead kind of sort of maybe? Our break even a month is 155. Are you taking home anything? (laughs) I currently have, I pay myself whatever the minimum is for like a, an associate dentist wage, but everything is going into um, a retirement account because apparently I have not started saving at all for retirement. So before the end of the year, my accountant's like, um, you need to maximize that. So I don't see any paycheck. So I rely uh, heavily on my sugar daddy, Brian. Thanks, babe. <laughs> and, say, yep, cool. and then everything else, whatever profit is pretty much going into paying the second office. What did you and Colin and Judy come away with from the Business Immersion Summit? I just love them so much because they're able to, one, they've always just supported any crazy idea that I have. But it, it was really nice for them to see and connect with people in the industry. Because mm-hmm. I think we get so stuck in our in our hands. We get stuck in our ways when we are in the same office, surrounded by the same people who think the same, right? So it was nice to meet other offices. And we actually met a lot of startup docs. Really? Yeah, it was really cool. Like I would be just like 
by myself or just hanging out at the table and someone would come up to me and say, are you Ashley from the startup group? And then they would tell me about their practice and it was so cool. You're like, yeah, give me your shirt. Give me your shirt. <laughs> Where's your baby? I'll shake his hand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's really cool. And, and they all said the same thing. They were like, yeah, we're like silent lurkers in the group, but the group has been so helpful in helping us. So thanks guys for being a part of the community. Wait, reel it back though. What did you guys take away with from the Business oh, Immersion um, Summit? <laughs> I mean, okay, so we took a lot. Like we don't do enough auditing, auditing of our systems. Mm. So we try to implement certain things, right, amongst different team members. But then actually following through with it and making sure that it's done. That's one thing that I need to get better at. We started many, many times doing checklists and that for whatever reason always just doesn't happen. And we took so many things away, but I don't want to talk about it like on the podcast. It's so much easier to talk about it in person. At the retreat. Yes. So when is that going to happen again? November 16th to 20th. Break it down to me. What's happening? We get there Wednesday, then what? Wednesday, we have a happy hour welcome reception. So let us know what time you are arriving. Also, book your hotels, guys. I mean, book your hotel using our code because we only have like eight rooms left yeah. at discount. So uh, we're staying at the Archer. So Wednesday is super casual, just like a meet and great happy hour. Thursday and Friday is the actual event. So uh, real quick, is there, yeah. is there a gym at the Archer Hotel? Yes, the gym is on the roof. All right, guys. So get, get to sleep early Wednesday because Thursday around, what time does the event start at? Seven. Seven. Catch me there at five. Well, Are you really going to be there at five? Yeah, well, I have to. Yeah. So five, five thirty. Yeah, right. I'm there like at <laughs> six fifty eight. No, but uh, we'll hit a, a session in. Probably be, they'll probably be back in biceps, guys. So. Okay. And then Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Thursday breakfast is on the rooftop. And then we have our mastermind session with fantastic speakers. From 8 to noon in the conference room. Then we have lunch at the steakhouse, which is on the second floor. What time is lunch at? 12, 12 to 1. Okay, so it's literally from like the morning time only, right? No, it's like all day. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the the speaking. Oh, yeah. So the speaking itself, yes. It's only from 8 to noon. We have, and okay, so we're, we're getting picked up from the hotel and brought to a different winery each day. And then at the winery, we're going to have some guest speakers and then just mainly for three hours. Then we come back to the hotel, get ready for dinner. Dinner the first night is on the roof again at the whiskey bar. They just converted um, one of the private areas on, on top to a whiskey bar. So we have that whole area just for our crew. And then... On Friday night, we have it at the Culinary Institute of America. What time Friday night? Is dinner? Yeah. Six to ten. Okay. So Friday night, and then what time is dinner on Thursday night? I think it's like five to nine. Okay. I'm trying to figure out when your bedtime is. No, because guys, 
Friday morning, we're gonna be at the gym. <laughs> so, okay, no, I'm just, I'm just wanting to get so people can get their itinerary and things like that. That's gonna be awesome. And then we're allowed to podcast, right, in between, or, or do, do we have to be there with the speakers? Or yeah, no, absolutely, podcast the whole thing if you want. All right, guys. So the making of a dental startup podcast will be there in case you guys are like, oh, I've always wanted to, you know what I mean, jump on and stuff like that. So. Jump on. Although, if you podcast, though, because we're only there from eight to noon, and it's going to be powerhouse speakers one after the other. So if you, if you take them out, they're going to miss out. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll see. We'll look into that. We'll look into that. And then from that point on, see how things go. But awesome. So that's all happening. And then Saturday, Sunday? Saturday is a free day. So I'm really sad that you're not going to be there Saturday. Okay, Saturday, and then what? what is Sunday <laughs> happening? Sunday, just departure. Departure, and then yeah. everybody can go. Are you going to be open the next week on your practice? I'm actually taking the whole week off. But is your practice going to be open? They're going to be open for like um, Monday, Tuesday, half day on Wednesday, because Thursday okay. is Thanksgiving. Okay. So it still runs. It still runs like, how, how off, how many days can you take, would you say, for it to still be profitable and running? That is a great question. I am not sure. I think it varies. Like every week is a different like production. So I don't, we're just mm. riding like the waves right now, like high, low, high, low. I don't know if you guys are experiencing the same thing in your practices, but uh, can you let me know? <laughs> stressful. <laughs> yeah, like it's stressful. It's like seasons, man. You know what I mean? Some seasons are going to be great. Some seasons are going to be like, oh my God, there's yeah. like rain all the time in this season. Yeah. But you got to have to like prep for those seasons as well by like rain, clothes, rain, umbrellas, all these things. So sometimes we're not prepped. Oh my, okay, before we wrap, I just want to talk about a little bit more of what's happening on Friday. So if you guys don't know, so one of our speakers is Scott Luna, and he's actually going to speak for the entire four hours on Friday, eight to noon. And he pulled me on stage at the Vegas event. And basically did like a, uh, a very quick coaching session. He's going to expand on this in Napa, which I, I'm really excited about. Because most of what we do or what we're trying to accomplish in our practices, all we ever want is a life where we can afford like the nicer things or like freedom. there for freedom. We want to be there for our kids and all of this stuff. So when he got pulled me on stage, he was asking me like these questions about, do I pick up the kids? Do I drop off the kids? What does my health look like? Do I have a personal trainer? Do I want a personal trainer? Do I get massages? Do I want massages? Like those are the types of questions that he was asking. And it really puts into perspective because he basically said like, you hit this huge number of collections last month. But what if you just said, screw it? Like, what if you just stopped working? What would your life be? Like, why not instead of being overstaffed in your office, why don't you be overstaffed in your personal life? Why don't you hire a personal assistant, a personal trainer? Why don't you cut off your patient workday at three o'clock and then get a massage once a week. So on Friday, his whole session is that life-work balance. But he actually says, I don't want your life to be balanced. 
I actually want you to be so unbalanced in favor of your life. Now, how do we create the practice to support that? So it's going to be a great event. And he's creating this content just for us. He was supposed to have his business master's program the same week. And he moved his event to speak at ours. Nice. We're in for a treat, guys. So that's going to be on Friday. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's get ready for that. And remember, eight spots left. Actually, probably seven now. Spots <laughs> left. Yeah. In the Archer Hotel. So make sure, guys, you use the link in the show notes below. That specific link. And then at the same time, uh, book it. Because it's a month away. Yeah. It's a month away. Hang out with Michael and me. And I'm so excited. It's going to be off the heezy. Wait, people don't say off the heezy. No, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll bring it back. It's cool. (laughs) It never went anywhere. So it's okay. Anyways, awesome. So any final words? No, just join us in Napa. Don't have FOMO. Don't have FOMO, guys. Join us in Napa. We'll see you guys there. And as always, if you like what you're listening to, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. And uh, sign us out, Ashley. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Making Of. We can't wait to host you in wine country, November 16th to 20th. Come hang out with us in person. Let's talk about life. Let's create more imbalance towards life. I will cheers to that. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.